Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try enforcing some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. These boys are second to none. Now that's the end of the intro. It's time we've begun. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 827 of the Trinity Force Podcast. I am your host, N.A. Eric, and tonight we are video list due to some camera issues on both of our ends, but um, so there's no video of this one, but we are still recording, as you can tell, because you are listening to this. So we are going to go through patch 13.20, getting close to the end of the season, so, or I guess the end of the second 
season of this year. Um, yeah, and this is the patch after the one that Worlds will be played on as well. So there's no pro play implications at all. So they were free to make some changes, and boy, did they. But um, before we get into all these changes, some minor, uh, minor, some major, I mean, got to establish how we're doing. John, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good. Um, just played a little solo queue earlier. Um, I'm playing some AD carry. Um, okay. Been enjoying it. I mean, it's. I've just been playing on uh, just my AD carry account that I play on sometimes. Sure. Um, I think I'm like mid plat MMR now on that. So, been going pretty well. I've been playing. Uh, I think Vane is pretty good. Um, been playing some Vane. Been playing Ezreal, nice. and Jin, um, and Misfortune. So he's mainly been sticking to those. And oh no, overall Not spamming been... Kaisa like every other ADC yeah, out there. Yeah, I, I like Kaisa, but I don't know. I just uh, I think I'm better at the ones I I said and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just. I've played her so much at this point, kind of getting bored of it a little bit. Yeah, I could see how that would happen. But um, but yeah, overall good. Um, still busy at work, but um, what about you, Eric? What you been up to? Just uh, working and playing games, and uh, the sunlight's getting a lot more brief, so I'm uh, trying to get outside when I can. Uh because it's usually, I get like an hour and a half, maybe two hours now after work of sunlight, and that'll go down more. Um, so, yeah, doing that. Playing some. I haven't played it all on the current patch since it came out yesterday, but the previous couple weeks or so, I've been playing a decent amount getting into um, the world's mindset. I've watched all the games that have happened so far. We won't talk about them, really, because that's not the purpose of this pod. But, um, yeah. Have you been watching much worlds? Um, not a whole lot, but uh, sure. I've watched. It is still the playing stage. Yeah, I've been watching some highlight stuff. Um, sure. I mean, I've seen like BDS Adam going wild yeah. with the Garen pick. Um, yep. I think that's wild. Have you watched his Darius game? No, I've not. I've not. Okay. I've seen. He played Renekton and then Garen. Um, he's played Renekton, Garen, and Darius okay. so far, I think, in the tournament. I don't think he's played anyone else. Yeah. But, um... So I watched, yeah, a little bit of highlights, but not a whole lot. Like, full games and okay. whatnot. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, they have... Uh, they're playing tomorrow. BDSs, I believe. They might be playing the following. It might be Saturday. I'm not sure. But um, I'm excited for their next series to see if anything else unique comes out. Yeah, so. for sure. Yep. Cool. Well, we have a hell of a patch, so let's not delay much. Um, this is going to be one of the longest patch note episodes that I've done because it I mean, runes are getting changed, items are getting changed, dragons are getting changed, rift heralds getting changed, 
champions are getting changed. Death timers Jungle are monsters changed. are getting changed. Everything is getting changed. Smite is getting changed. So summoner spells even. It's this is gonna be long. Let's hopefully we can get it all in one. If not, we'll do uh, part two of this. Uh, but yeah, so actually the shortest part of this is going to be the champions. So let's get into these. So the first one is Akshan. His Q bonus movement speed uh, is being decreased. So I actually didn't know it had this. So is it when his Q is in the air, he has bonus move speed? Do you know? I think it's if he hits, right? Let me double check it. Yeah, I I'm thought it was at if it, it as well if it right hits. now. Champion hits grant him, yeah, move speed decaying over one second. Okay, so the move speed was always forty percent bonus move speed. Now it is twenty to forty, uh, depending on ability level. And then also his E is getting nerfed yet again. The heroic swing. So damage per shot was thirty to ninety plus. Uh, the ratios aren't changing. Um, now it's the base is down by five across the board. So it's 25 to 85 plus 17.5% bonus AD. Uh, and then an additional one plus 0.3 per 100% bonus attack speed. So no ratio changes, just five less base damage at every level. Small nerf to his E, small nerf to his Q. They're just trying to tamp him down because he's doing too well right now in the higher brackets of, uh, uh on the rift. Um, I'm not up in masters and GM and stuff, so I don't, I don't see him very much. Do you see him at all? I mean, I don't. I know you're not that high up, but you're higher than me on the ladder. Uh, I feel like I've seen it occasionally. Uh, I feel like in this uh, one of my recent AD carry games, I had one. He was pretty good, honestly. He played really well. Yeah, they're usually pretty good. Like no one, the only people that play auction usually are pretty damn good at them. He uh, at one point it was uh, Baron was up. And someone, sure. uh, they killed three of us, and then he got a triple kill and brought, brought back like our entire team, and we just got Baron. Damn. Yeah, he was. I feel like they tend to be good because he's uh he's pretty punishing. If you make, you can't make very many mistakes on him. I feel like you had to be a little bit ahead. Yeah. Especially in this meta. Definitely. But anyway, I don't know. I think this is so, just, yeah, pro, pro in like elite bracket targeted nerfs. So. Basically. I don't know. That's me, that's really all I think about it. If I'm looking at his win rate, it's gone down by already his pick rates dropped a little bit and his win rate's gone down by like one and a half percent. So maybe this is at almost two percent. Maybe this feels a lot more than uh, we're giving it credit. It could also be the slew of other changes that are slowing down snowballing that are probably making a bigger impact into his win rate because he doesn't scale as well as most other champions. Yeah. So hurts his mobility so. a little bit. Um, yep. He's already a champion where, like, if you just... If you mess up really is E or is Q. I mean, you're like, you don't do anything, right, other than auto. So mm -hmm. it's, you got to be really mindful of your E usage, especially with him. But, yeah. Yep. 
So uh, that's Akshan. Yeah. Uh, next Belveth. one we have is yeah, take Belveth. Um. So her passive bonus attack speed. Um. After her spell cast is getting decreased, and then her E is now uh, can critically strike. The damage reduction is decreased on it, and then the minimum damage it does, like per stab, and the non-hit damage has increased, and then the old health is being adjusted. So, on the passive, uh, bonus attack speed after a spell cast was 25 to 50 percent, scaling literally based on level. Now it's 20 to 40 percent. That says it scales using stat progression multiplier. Um, yeah, I don't know what that yeah, means either, either, but it's not its not very clear at all. Yeah, it, then her E can uh, crit now, and the damage reduction is scaling. It used to be a flat 70%, which I always thought was insane, so I, I think it should have been like this from the start. Now it's uh, scaling 42 to 70%, and then the minimum damage, the base damage is going down a little bit, was 8 to 16, now it's 6 to 10 and then the uh, AD scaling on it is getting increased by 2%. It used to be 6% of the AD, now it's 8%. And then the minimum on-hit damage is going from 6% to 8%. And then on her R, her the health that you get, uh, it used to be 40, scaling to 60. Now it's 20, scaling to 70. That's pretty big. Well, that's the those one. are the little yeah. remoras that she yeah. pops out. Yeah, they're going to be a lot weaker, especially the level 1 ones. Like level sixteen onwards, they are stronger. But when is Belveth getting to level sixteen that you're not already going to lose that game? Yeah, and then her out of combat move speed is going down from in her R from twenty five to seventy five is what it was. Now it's ten to eighty. So pretty big hit there to her mobility on the R. So I mean, I think. They say this was because she was dominating early game and higher skill brackets. I don't know. I mean, like how much of a win rate hit do you think she took? Uh, like maybe a percent or two. She dropped from fifty-one point oh nine to forty-six point two five. Oh my gosh! She dropped five percent. Oh my gosh! On I mean, like we, I these are sizable nerfs, but this is a lot. Didn't realize it'd be that bad. Yeah, I mean they nerfed yeah. pretty much most of her kid. So, I don't know. She was really good for quite some time. So, I mean, I don't. They she's kind of nerfed into the ground at this point, I guess. But I don't know. She's supposed to be a late scaling champion. So, what it didn't really make sense to me that she was as good as she was early. Yeah. She's way more skirmishy. So I very much so. I feel like they'll just need to, like, now that they've done this, they probably bring her back a little bit, but I'm okay with this. She's good against everything that I like to play, so I'll take it. Yeah, agreed. I'm I'm okay with it. I don't enjoy facing her, even though I played her for the first time last patch, and she was actually really fun to play, but yeah, it was you, you be so not fun for the others yeah. to play against. Yeah, I can't believe her E damage reduction just never had any scaling component. Like, you could just put one point into it and you get 70% damage reduction. That's, uh, like, that's just crazy yeah. to me, man. And, oh, by the way, you can hit them at the same time. <laughs> like, yep. it's an execute. And 
Exactly. It's basically a way better version of Master Yi's Meditate yeah. with almost the same damage. Like, his damage reduction is front-loaded now because it was too broken to be yep. able to stop 70 80%. Now yeah. it's like, okay, they're finally touching this, too. So Yeah, it needed to happen, I think. I think the E change was good, but I think they should yep. maybe consider at some point bringing, I don't know, some of her other things in her kit back. Because, yeah, like you were saying, she's, like, pretty bad now. I mean, I, well, the stat website I'm looking at it says 46.9. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Dropped off the fucking planet. Yeah. They need to buffer in some other ways. Yeah, but, uh, I think. But we'll see it next patch because if this if these stats stay the same, there's no way they will be fine leaving her dropping five percent. Yeah, right towards the end of the season. Like this is the time when they make some changes, but usually they don't make these sizable changes till after they're like, okay, this is no longer this is now preseason that sort of time. So, yeah. Okay, next one we have is Galio. So his W cooldown has been decreased. It was 18 to 16. Now it is 18 to 14 with ability level. And then the shield restoration time decreased. So you used to have, you used to, have to be out of combat for 12 seconds. Now you have to be out uh, for 12 seconds, still at level 1. But once you hit level 6, it goes to level... Or it goes to 11 seconds, so one second less. And then at level 11, it's 8 seconds. And from then on, you have to be out 8 seconds to get your passive shield back um small buffs this i don't know why they were afraid to not ship this last patch as well this isn't anything that's gonna that would make her insane in pro play this doesn't do anything really for me i don't think you talking about galio yeah yeah i don't, I don't think so either i mean yeah i mean this is maybe like I don't know. This is it's weird. Like, yeah, okay, he went up. This is a buff technically. I mean, it is a buff, but it's not doing much. I don't see why this would give him an almost full percent win rate buff. Yeah, that's surprising to me. Yeah, it's same. I don't know. Like the shield thing, the shield timer is nice, but I don't know. I don't if they really were gonna buff like his E damage or the Q damage or like the E or Q cooldowns then or passive buff then we're talking somewhere where you want to be really careful about that i feel like q if they would have done his q it would have been a lot better for him yeah i think they need to increase the tick rate on his q realistically like maybe not change the total damage just the tick rate yeah i i don't know he i feel like i never see galio ever never so i don't really have too much comment about it i mean it's such a small change too seems like but yeah. it, like you said i mean it's a one percent difference in stats yep so must be somewhat significant but yeah all right you want to take the next one yeah sure jinx um health growth increased going from 100 to 105 and then her on her passive um the bonus total attack speed now stacks um Oh shit! Yeah, so you get the twenty-five bonus total attack speed again. Um, get from get excited on the takedowns now stack. So if you get a double, it's you're just stacking it every time by twenty-five percent, I guess. And um, so that's that's interesting. Uh, our cooldown decreased was seventy-five scaling to fifty-five. Now it's seventy to fifty. That's pretty. 
small change really. Uh, the base damage increased on the R and the AD scaling increased on the R. Um, I think overall pretty small change, but I think that like this does, I don't think makes her OP, but I think she's gonna be pretty good now. Yeah, she was pretty. She was okay. She was in a pretty rough spot. Yeah, she was just before. okay. I, th I think she was like C tier, I would say. Mm -hmm. Before, um, there was just a lot better options. Um, yeah, I think this makes her probably like, in my eyes, probably A tier. Plus the meta changes, like the the snowballing changes that they're making yeah. as well, which probably push her up. I mean, U.GG changed her from last patch, even though her win rate only went up by like two and a half percent, which is still big, but. It's now barely above 50. Uh, she was a D. Now she's rated S+. Plus. Okay. Yeah. Don't know if I agree with that big of a jump. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's just a personally better options. I, don't, I mean, I don't mm -hmm. know. I, she is good, I think, though, right now. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I don't know what, what to really think after this change. I mean, it's just, like, I guess as far as pro... I'm just so tired of seeing Kaisa every single game. Um, so I don't know. Maybe this will. Will we see Jinx? I don't know. Probably. More in solo queue. We'll see her again. Yeah. She has a 20% pick rate now. It went up from 4.5 to 20. Yeah, I think she's a popular so. champion. She just wasn't very good in the middle, mm -hmm. like you were saying. But I think she'll be better now. Yep. So, okay, one champion who did need buffs in solo queue, but they couldn't afford it for pros, Cassante, who is in who is being picked a lot at Worlds so far. Um, they've given him what they're saying, all abilities adjusted. This is kind of a mini rework in a way, um, which is surprising that they're doing this so soon after his release, because he was released in January, and they're already mini reworking him, so you could tell he was problematic then. So, um Base health is down by 40. It's now 570. His health growth is up. It was 108. Now it's 115. So he's gaining seven more health per level. The armor growth that he has was 4.7. Now it's 5.2. So late game, he's going to be tankier on base stats alone. His passive, the all-out bonus damage. So when he's all-out, it was 35% bonus plus 20% per 100 bonus armor plus 20% per 100 bonus MR. Now it's just 35 doesn't stack at all with resistances. His Q, the uh, recasting third Q will now disable flash during its windup. So you can no longer Q flash and bring it further. Like uh, you can't buffer it with flash anymore, the third Q. Um, if you don't understand what that means, it means like you used to be able to start to channel Galio's W and then flash while it was channeling. You can't do that anymore. It locks you out from flash. They're doing the same treatment to this. Um, apparently also now shift tooltip now shows your progress on the armor and MR HP armor slash MR and HP for cooldown and cast time. Um, I don't quite understand what they're trying to say with that. So I'll look it up on the wiki when I'm done with all this, but also they're adjusting the damage of it. So the base damage is down early. It was 50 to 150. Now it is 30 to 150. Still has the same 40% bonus AD ratio. Uh, still has the same 30. It has the same 
um, ratios entirely. 30% bonus MR and armor. His W, the mana cost is down by 15 at all ranks. The minimum channel time, so now he didn't used to have one. You could just tap it for a mini dash. Now it's 0.65 seconds is the minimum. Um, then on the maximum damage, uh, so it's damage, crowd control time, dash distance, and all other outputs will now be tied to these, the ability's charge time rather than being able to tap it and get some of the max benefits while some of them did not. So uh, damage reduction used to be 25% plus 10% per 100 bonus armor and 10% per 100 bonus MR plus 1% per 100 bonus health. Now it is 40 to 65% based on your champion level, not the ability level. The stun duration, if you hit them with W, was 0.3 to 0.5 uh, and 0.85 to 1.25. Now it's 1.25 all the time. So you will always stun them for 1.25 seconds, assuming you did max charge. Because, like I said before, the uh, all functions of this ability are, you're only getting the full benefit if you charge it the entire time. The damage of this is, my god, there's a lot of numbers here, uh, 2 to 3, all the way up to 8% of the target's maximum health. Now it is 20 to, 20 to 100 damage, not max health damage anymore, plus 50% total AD, plus 30% bonus armor, plus 30% bonus MR, plus 6 to 10% of target's max health scaling with ability level. I know that's a lot of math, so you should read this wiki uh, entry or read what his new abilities are. Now his W, the all-out version, is changing as well. <laughs> so the minimum channel time is half a second. Um, so they have a minimum there now. The Basically all of this... Oh, so Pathmaker's damage, crowd control, dash distance, and all other outputs will now deal the maximum corresponding values and will no longer be tied to the ability's charge time. Okay, so when you're not in all-out you're not getting the full benefit of anything unless you charge your W all the way. Now, in, when you're in the all-out version, you're getting the full benefit of it regardless of how long you charge it for. The damage reduction on W in all-out form was 30% plus some per plus some ratios. Now it is 50 to 75% based on champion level. Good God. Uh, they did remove that while all-out, Pathmaker will no longer deal extra damage. That's gone. The cooldown on this ability in all-out form was 24 to 16 seconds. Now it is 18 to 12 seconds. So it's down by uh, 6 seconds early and 4 seconds late. Okay, they are not touching his E at all. His E functions the same. His R, the maximum health threshold, was 55%. Now it's 65%. The knockback distance that he would bring you was 350. Now it's 300. So now he has to... You have to be a little closer to a wall for him to pull you all the way over the wall. Damage on the initial cast. So when you actually press R on someone, it used to be 35 to 105 plus 20% AD physical damage. Now it is 70 to 150 plus 65% AP magic damage. So magic damage instead of physical damage. Um, it's also scaling with AP. So I'm thinking now we can do some fun shenanigans of AP Cassante. Uh, damage on a successful wall slam was 150 to 350 physical damage. Now it is 70 to 150 plus 65% AP magic damage. Att 
attack resets. Attack reset timing has been slowed down to match Cassante's base form. I don't know how this functionally will feel, but they're making it so that auto resets feel the same as if you're in base form, not in all out form. So they're uniform now. Uh, all out and then parentheses of stacks is what this is called. Casting all out will now reset Q's current stacks. Oh, so apparently you used to be able to Q and then Q again. Well, you have your third Q, you could all out and then flip them and then use it and it would keep it. So now when you all out, it resets your Q's stacks. Uh, the bonus AD gained was I mean, okay, there's a lot of numbers. I'm just going to say what it is now. 15 to 30, 15, 30, 45 at different level uh, breakpoints when you put levels into the ability. Plus 25% bonus armor, plus 25% bonus MR. The healing on it, because he gets Omnivamp when he's in his, uh, his all-out form. It used to be Omnivamp, apparently. 10% plus 0.75% per 100 bonus health. Now it is 10 15, 20% healing on all damage versus champions. So he no longer heals while in all-out form against anything other than champion damage. That's good. Uh, the last thing is Cassante now gains 25 to 45 bonus attack speed when all-out. <sighs> okay, I need a drink. Um, of all of this stuff, what do you think is the most significant, John? Um, I mean... I think his the R change uh, is pretty significant. I mean, same with the W. Um, I mean, I guess you didn't really know you were going to get your PhD in Cassante today, did you? No, I did not. <laughs> I did. I knew that he was getting changed. I didn't realize there was this much text to it. Wow. Yeah, I think that mainly it's just he's. Not good in average play. He's only good and in pro. too good in pro play. Yeah, I mean, he's just so he's hard to to balance. Um, I mean, I and also I guess the other significant thing is the like Q flash not being a thing anymore. That's kind of the big thing yeah. that stuck out to me too. Um, I, like I don't know if for people who are really good or like or pro players. I mean, it mainly was talking about how um, if it's, like, hyper-optimized, uh, then the, you, there's very little counterplay, like, in room to react to his combo, and you're just, you're just dead instantly. Yeah, basically. There's not a whole lot you can do. So, I don't, I don't see him that much. Not really sure what... All this will do, but I don't know. It's interesting for sure. I mean, they changed like everything almost except the E, so. I guess yeah. just uh, as a side note, too, like, it is, I guess, to me, a little frustrating that, like, it seems like there's been a lot of. Like, within the last 10 patches, like, there's been a few patches like this where it's. A more recent champion, they're just changing like everything in their kit almost, like seventy five percent of their kit. And I just think that's a little frustrating for me, considering that there's a lot of other characters that feel kinda just outdated and left behind a little bit, so 
At yeah, the very least, I, I also would like think them that to focus more on like, for example, the Skarner thing, which I know they are, but stuff like that, like Shavon. Well, Skarner's been in development forever, and rework yeah. for like almost three years yeah, now. So if they have the time to do that, they could maybe test out with pro players about how Cassante is going to feel and then maybe make a lot of these changes before he even gets released so we don't ever have to learn that they fucked up and made him way too strong in pro play and weak as hell outside of pro yeah. play generally. That's just that's kind of my overall thought, I guess, about this. But, I mean, this is only really good effect, I think, the really good Cassantes. Mostly yeah. targeted at pro play, but hopefully make him a little easier for average play. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yep. And if you watch Worlds at all, this is not this patch's Cassante here is not what you're seeing. It is previous patch Cassante. That's what they're playing on. And for what it's worth, his pick rate didn't change really, and his win rate has gone down a little bit, but you would expect it to go down after this many changes. People are having to learn a lot more about the champion now. Yeah. So, okay. Um, I'll take the next one as well, because it's really short. Kaisa is losing three armor. Okay. Uh, I think she needs more nerfs than that, but it's something. Yeah. I think that's just interesting that they chose to do this, but... Her win rate did drop a full percent, but she's still... She's, I mean, if you know what you're doing with her, like she's still insanely good and has four viable build, build paths, too. You can go full AP, I guess maybe even five then, because you can go full lethality that you have now. There's on hit with Rage Blade, there's the Navori or Gale Force, like crit build, and then there's AP, which like you could go pure mage or you can go ap with static shiv and nashers as well so there's th this champion has far too much build variety to be able to balance yeah and good scaling and good mobility yeah the only thing she's not good at is early on being good she's pretty weak early Low but that's range, it yeah. So. yeah and she has high cooldowns on everything except for her q yeah. so i mean i think that like you were saying, it's mainly targeted at high skill brackets, so it's a very small change. But what would you do in order to bring Kaisa into what you think would be balanced? What would you change? Pick a Q just a little bit, turn it back, make it weaker. Yeah. Damage cooldown mana cost. I think just damage. Okay. I think everything else is fine. I think. That, that sounds good to me. I think also her W, the mana cost, should be higher. But if you hit a champion when it's evolved, there's a partial mana refund okay. for it. I could get behind that. Like a Mundo Q. Yeah, I could get behind and that. And then also on her R, I would remove the shield. Well, then, I don't know. I like. I think that's... She can't be too good at poking from distance and then fly in with a thousand shield on like on top of you. That's just not I think that, you can't be both a poke and an assassin. That doesn't work. I think that it should be the shield component of it should be nerfed a little bit because I I can't remember which patch, but they did buff the shield amount. I remember, but yeah, I mean I think she's just very commonly picked too for a lot of the reasons you were talking about build variety um 
think just good scaling. She's fun mobile, too. Yeah. Um, she's good with a lot of the supports I think that are meta currently. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would. That's I would have just touched her Q damage personally. I think I think maybe the just the base damage on it. Yeah, maybe increase the amount of attack speed, AP, AD, respectively, that it takes to upgrade the abilities to. That too. I think it's 100 currently for each. Or for at least... Or maybe you can only upgrade two of the three abilities, so a Kha'Zix style, where you can't spec into everything. you got to choose. Do you want to upgrade Q and E? Do you want to upgrade Q and W? Do you want to do E and W? Yeah. That's another thing. I don't know. I think, yeah. I mean, some, she was in line for nerfs for sure, though, in some form or fashion. Yep. And she'll get more, I'm sure, next patch. Or maybe not next patch, but she'll get more before she gets a buff. Yeah. yeah. Okay, do you want to take me Yeah, sure. So his burn damage dealt by allies. Now procs on uh, Milio's items. Um, so, like, for example, with, like, Chemtech, Putrefire... His passive will apply that. Um, then his E cooldown is getting decreased. And then the base shield is getting increased on it, though. So it was 18. The cooldown was 18, scaling to 14. Now it's 17, scaling to 13. And the shield strength on the E um, was 60 to 160. Now it's 60 to 180. Scaling is staying the same at 30%. Um, and then the R healing AP ratio is getting increased. Uh, so it was 30%. Now it's 50%. Um, I think that after his nerfs from the patch, you know, where he was pretty strong, or really strong, honestly, and then he was pretty bad for for a while, so think he probably needed these i don't think he's like op now but i think he's much better say he's like b tier my opinion now it's real bad yeah i think that he needed i think he needed some burfs uh oh i got some uh some buffs but um i also think that they couldn't buff him previously because with specific pairings he's very good and if he's in a good spot overall, Ophelios is going to be nuts at Worlds, as would Kogma or anyone that can pair very well on hit-wise with him. Like Caitlyn is a shining example. They needed to keep, because of how he pairs with other champions, he has to be the one that's kept down. Um, yeah. But now that it's not Worlds anymore, they can experiment with making him better because he is a lot weaker the lower down you go. For sure. Because he has such little agency himself. Yeah, and like you were saying, specific pairings are much better with him. So I feel like you have more success on him with the right combination. He's a little less forgiving in that aspect. Yeah, he went up by almost a full 3% with when his pick rate is almost tripled. So... Go Melio. Yeah, he's back. Okay. Um, 
Emilio is back. I'll take the next one as uh, Morgana. So her WAP ratio has been increased. It was 14%, now it's 17% BFD. Uh, her E cooldown has been brought down. Well, it's been adjusted, actually. It's up early. So it was 24 to 16 seconds. Now it's 26 to 16 seconds. So it's actually a nerf to the E. And then her R... Um, she would get, only get bonus speed, bonus movement speed while she's facing towards tethered enemies. Now it's just she's getting movement. It doesn't. It's not when facing anyone. She just gets the bonus movement speed in all directions, and the movement speed has been increased by five percent at the different level breakpoints. So now it's ten to sixty percent. The stun duration was one point five seconds at all ranks. Now it's one point five to two, scaling with ability level. And then the magic damage was 150 to 300 plus 70% AP. Now it is 175 to 325, so plus 25 flat per level. Plus, uh, and the AP ratio went up by 10%, so now it's 80% AP. And this hits twice, by the way, this magic damage. So, because I was thinking to myself, this seems quite low, but if you get hit with both of them, you're getting hit with this flat damage and the ratio twice. It hits once initial cast and when the tether stuns after, I think it's two seconds. So, uh, overall, I'd say, like, a decent-sized buff and a, a kind of placebo nerf, almost, for Morgana. Um, I don't know. I, I faced a Morgana mid the other day, and it felt very underwhelming. But uh, I just basically played the farm game against her. What, um, what do you think about these and the state of Morgana in general? Uh... I, so this is like another one where I feel like insert really any other thing that they wanted to do, like next champion in line. I think that this doesn't do a whole lot, in my opinion. I think Morgue support, in my eyes, is like kind of B tier. I mean, I guess she was pretty bad compared to, you know, all the S tier, A tier picks. But she has. She's also a. She's a counter pick, is what she is. She's not a blind. Yeah, she's a response pick. Yeah, and she's. I don't know. In the little blurb here too, it just says it's diff, It's been difficult to buff her due to her high ban rate. I think she's just. People a don't like facing yeah, the Q. People just don't like facing her. Like and her and the E. I think. Um, people are just find her very frustrating to play against. I mean, I think she was pretty frustrating if, to play against sometimes, but. I don't if know. they don't like, if they don't want to buff people because they're banned a lot, what is going on with why Zed is perpetually good? Because Zed is almost always the highest ban rate champion every single patch for like the last four years. Yet he's been good to very good on basically every patch too. Just wanted to point out that hypocrisy a little bit. Anyways, continue. Oh, that's. I don't know. I to, to the, me, this doesn't do. A whole lot, like you're saying, for mid lane. I think she's just okay. I do like the yeah. change on her R though. Uh, it's just more straightforward and like just slightly better. I, f I feel yep. like it would just it feels bad that the stun didn't duration didn't scale and um like the move speed was more conditional. Now it's just more straightforward. So I think that's a good good thing but overall i think this is didn't do a whole lot yeah i think that it would be cool if they did something like 
if they wanted to make substantial like real cha- like skill impacting changes to her make it so that if a, somebody's affected by the tormented shadow her w the pool then if they get hit with a q the duration of the root goes up by half a second or same thing with like her r if one of them is hit by the r the q duration the root uh goes up by half a second or something introduce some like skill to it because otherwise it's just these are all separate abilities that yes they do things but they don't really interact very much together agree yeah they don't really have much i don't know other than when someone's stunned or rooted then you throw a w down underneath them and that's it yeah yeah i think she is just in general other than like cool black shield like, she's just not a very fun champion to play, in my no. opinion. But Especially because her Q has such a long cooldown, too. Yeah, and... Yeah, I don't know. Overall, I just think that this doesn't do a whole lot, but I would have liked to have maybe seen them not do anything and then just, like, more so do a mini rework on her, like later or something or give her a different passive maybe make uh, she just needs to be more interesting in terms of her kit and had like you were saying more interaction between the components of her kit but uh, she is super straightforward she is extremely straightforward so she's very new player friendly and maybe that's where they want to keep her and that's okay because even now, like even though we're kind of shitting on some of these changes here, she's still like when she's when it's a good spot to pick Morgana, she's good. So it makes sense. It's just that it's kind of underwhelming, even when then, uh, even when she is in a yeah. good spot. Okay. Um, do you want to take Quinn? Sure. Uh, her base health is getting decreased from six hundred three to five sixty five. Whoa. That's a big yeah, hit. Bonus. That's a full extra auto yeah, attack. Base move speed lane. decreased. 335 going down to 330. Then attack sure. damage growth is getting increased from 2.4 to 2.7. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really see Quinn that often. I don't I either. Don't I don't think Quinn anyone either, does. But I play her every once in a while, so I guess I can speak to it a little bit. I think that the base movement speed down makes sense, given how much move speed she gets with her R. That's fine to make her slow when she's not mounted. Totally makes sense. Um, her her base health, 603, was pretty high for a top lane range champion, so it makes sense to, to bring this down, I think, a touch. Uh, and she was actually, wow, I'm not surprised at the stats. She was the third best top laner last patch. She had a 52.5% win rate. So I'm surprised that no one, like, she wasn't getting picked much at all. Um, and then her AD growth is fine because she builds, a, like, that doesn't matter that much, anyways, because she builds a lot of AD, like, almost entirely pure AD, whether you're building crit or um, lethality. I personally lean for the lethality option because you can just annihilate people. But, um, yeah, I think these are all fine. They don't really do anything other than make her a touch less durable in top lane so before six you have to be even more careful now that you have five less move speed and you have 50 less health yeah i think overall these are good changes yep 
solid. I think Quinn needs a rework, but until then, these are the sort like keeping her in the sort of spot that she's in is fine. Yeah, I agree. So okay, um, I was just railing against Zed, and thank God <laughs> Zed is getting nerfed. Uh, so Zed's W cooldown is going up. Well, kind of. Um, the cooldown was twenty to fourteen seconds. Now it's twenty to seventeen seconds. So level one, it's still the same. Level five, uh, it's three seconds longer. This being, I don't think this is big enough. Um, because I know that if you hit your E with what when the W is out, then you reduce the cooldown a shitload. Plus Zed builds basically lethality items with a shitload of ability haste. So this gets down to like every five seconds late game. And not that he shouldn't have access to the shadow more late game. I'm in favor of ability haste. But like this, I don't know, doesn't maybe change the way the cooldown operates so that the cooldown starts once the, the shadow goes away. Because I don't think that's how it works now. Something like that. Yeah, I think that... Oh, like, basically, like they, the summary was saying, um, most said players are maxing Q and then the second. At, but W max second is better. And then, yeah. especially in uh, high skill brackets, so they just, they don't want W to be the, they want W to be the last max, basically. Which I think they is also are kind of, yeah. it's already low, because yeah, his access to ability haste is already pretty insane, so, yeah. Yep, and they're kicking this can down the road partly, like, they're they're not clearly saying that, but they are, because they're saying, like, they, the blurb says, since we're addressing the items that he builds with 2024 gameplay changes, we're looking to nerf his incentive for maxing W directly. So really what they're saying is, this is part of the, pe this is part of the nerf, the rest of the payoff of their vision will come in a couple months. So deal with it until then. Yep. That's what's happening. So... Zigs, um, I'll do Ziggs. Cool. Um, his Q hitbox was increased. So the explosion hitbox was 150, now it's 180. So That's huge. Yeah, reverting up a nerf from 411. Patch 411. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... That's why I haven't played him that much because I knew nine years ago <laughs> they nerfed it, and I was saying, "Fuck it, I'm not playing. I'm not being a Zed main or not being a Ziggs main until they, until uh, they buff it back." I think this is. I don't. I think Ziggs bot is already like just so annoying to me. Uh, yeah. I don't really know what to think of this change, but I think a good Ziggs is un believably annoying yeah he is and i so the thing to me that's most annoying about him is z because it's just it covers such it a stays big on the ground forever. for eight seconds or the mines last 10 seconds yeah that's just crazy like basically you, can, you cannot walk in that area at all for 10 seconds that's crazy it's just like it's like cc yeah. basically Yep, I'm looking at it. His yeah, the cooldown is 16 seconds always on his E. But like with level, the slow goes up as well, and the damage is pretty high. Like oh my god. Yeah, I think the 
abilities. They also grant sight of the area. I had no idea about that. It's so AFK farm bot as well. It's so obnoxious. You just throw an E down, use your passive yeah. a little, and throw a few Qs, and it's just. I just think it's personally. I just think it's kind of lame. Just, and it's just I don't know. Now it's so much easier to hit the Q. I guess well, not so much easier, but it's definitely easier. Yeah, I don't know. I just this is an interesting change, but he didn't need any changes yeah. at all. He's pro play viable and he's solo queue viable both in mid and uh, ADC yeah. role or in support if you want to play him there. Like he's fine. Yeah, I agree. I, I just this is another change where I'm like, just to, and like change who else is the next in line like for changes, but. Yeah, I yep. mean, hopefully I don't see more Ziggs, but... Hopefully. His pick rate has gone up a little bit, and his win rate's also gone up a bit, yeah. but it's not... He still doesn't have that high of a pick rate. It's Right now, it's 3.2%. Yeah. You're not likely to see it. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, that's it for champions, so let's go into the next category, items. So, Blighting Jewel, the thing that builds into Void Staff, the total price was 1250 now it's 1100 so... That means the combinate like you need blasting wand, uh, or it, it's blasting wand for this, or no, it's amp tome that goes into this. So amp tome plus what it was like eight hundred ish or something, yeah, something like that. So now it's a hundred and fifty less. This is nice, but this doesn't make that big of a deal, I don't think at all. Yeah, I mean, I think void staff is a situational item still, so. Mm -hmm. Don't have a whole yep. lot to add to it. I mean, it's kind of nice, but... They're also not changing... This just also means you're going to have to hold on to more money to upgrade Blighting Jewel plus the um, the Blasting Wand into Void Staff as well. You're going to have to hold on to more money now because they're only reducing the cost of this, not the total cost of Void Staff yeah. from what I'm seeing here. I think here. the build yeah, path is a little nicer, but I still think it's a situation yeah. item. Agreed. Um, Duskblade, the ability haste is down by 5, and then the damage amp was uh, 0 to 18% at 0 to 70% missing health. Now it is 0 to 16%, so when they're at low health, you're going to be doing slightly less damage on all of your abilities. Um, fine, this is not why people, this is not why everyone's frustrated at Duskblade, though. It's, this, they're just running around the problem. Yeah, I think we touched on this a few, like in the last patch video too. About every us. time we talk about yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think this is just a band-aid fix. Yeah. Yep, they're pro They, I have a feeling they're going to be doing something major to this at the end of the season. So for now, they're just like fine. We'll tune the numbers down a little bit. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> okay. Um, next item is LDR is getting changed. So. Uh, Giant Slayer now applies before shields and lifesteal are calculated, so more accurate math. Um, and then also, it is now going to... It's actually nerfed. Um, so it was 0 to 25% increased physical and magic damage against targets with more max health than the user. Uh, now it's 0 to 22%. So they nerfed LDR a little bit. Was LDR too strong? I never found this item to be that problematic. No, I thought it was I didn't think so. good for its fun, for what it yeah, is. Yeah, I thought it was 
fine, but I don't know. I think the other thing now is just the the passive now applies before shield and lifesteal is calculated, so. So I guess because in reading the blurb, they're nerfing the numbers because the updated math makes it function how it should have originally, but it's a, a buff by the way the math is, so then they have to actually nerf the item to try and make it power neutral. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Yep. Last item we have is Ghost Blade. So the Spectral Shard Lethality was 3 to 12. Now it's 7 to 18. Uh, levels 7 to 18 as well. Um, so this item is getting uh, buffed as it's needed to because when it came out it was absurd and then they drove it into the ground and it's been rarely bought since. Um, are you going to start building Ghost Blade after seeing this? Uh, yeah. I will. And I think that on a few of the marksman characters, it's gonna be pretty, pretty good. Uh, so it's kind of a buff for them to like Graves, Misfortune, Lethality Varus. Yeah, Lethality Varus. Like, I think it's good for all of them as well. Um, so I think Graves will sure. be taking this a good bit. I think he's got good. Build variety. Would, would you pick this now over Eclipse, though? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I like the mobility on it a lot, um, and I mean you're getting to the point where you can proc that spectral shard lethality pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean they're just bringing it back into the middle a little bit because it got hard nerfed, like you were saying. Um. So. As it should have. Yeah. So good for really all us and Rengar probably. I don't know. I think Rengar overall is pretty bad in this meta in general. He's yeah, bad. and I would think also Duskblade is still probably best for him, even despite the nerfs. No, I think I think Ghostblade might be better now. But okay. I think I would personally rather have Ghostblade, but. Yeah, because all of yeah, his maybe runes, for experienced players, uh, a more generic like someone who just decides to play Rengar would probably want to go Duskblade because yeah. you or go Eclipse. in and then you get the invulnerability to get away. Horror clips, yeah, the, the shield. Yeah. Sure. Okay, well, since we're talking about junglers, let's uh, let's tackle probably the biggest change this patch. So they're changing Smite. So damage. So first off, the easiest one: damage to champions and pets was. It used to do a lot more damage, generally. Now it's forty at all levels, so it will always do forty to Tibbers, to Daisy, to uh, champions. Now, or it used to do a little bit. It used to do more than that, probably after level three. Um, Smite now has 350 units of targeting forgiveness against epic monsters. This means that if your cursor is near their model but not on top, another valid target, not on top of it, another valid target, it will act as though you were targeting them, which is nice because sometimes it's hard in a giant smite fight in the thick of everything to get your cursor directly on top of the epic monster. So I like that they're giving it a little bit of a buffer. Um, 
The damage type was a spell. Now it's a proc. So this means that smite will no longer trigger on hit spell effects like demonic embrace, similar to ignite. Okay, that makes sense. And then primal smite AOE damage when smiting monsters. It was 50% of smite's damage. Now it's 100%. So now smiting a big monster or any monster will give you the full value to the to any surrounding monsters right there. Um, overall, these bits I'm fine with, I'll say. These bits I'm fine with. Yeah. Originally, they were also going to make it so you could not smite minions, but that has been pulled back after serious, serious uh, backlash. I, uh, I think I'm glad that they pulled back on that, because that, like, to me, that just takes away fun, interesting, uh, like, gameplay. So, like, smiting a minion and queuing as Leeson or as Nidalee. Blitzcrank. Or Blitzcrank. For, yeah, exactly. So, I think that, yeah, that was, I'm glad they reined <clears throat> that back. Uh, 40? I don't know, man. 40 is just such piss damage. It's... Don't you ne but I never smite champions for damage now anyways. It's just for the slow. If I'm in a battle with them, and I'm not... Unless it's like coming right down to the yeah. wire, I'm just gonna hold my smite. Oh. Unless I'm chasing them or they're chasing yeah. me. Yeah, I mean, I you mainly use it for the slow, right? But I mean, I feel like it's now le like less. If you're trying to max your damage out, like it just really is not doesn't do anything now. Uh, I would be more in favor of them removing damage to champions entirely and make it so that whoever you smite, it does still slow them. And it also reduces damage you take from them by a small amount. You don't do any extra damage, so giving back partial of what Red Smite used yeah, to be. Yeah, I think that would be pretty good. Especially with all these other changes. Agreed. I think the, yeah, so. the damage type, I think that makes sense. Can you make sense. The proc? I'm okay with that. Daily damage, yep. good. I think the targeting forgiveness is just a nice quality of life thing. But exactly. Yeah. Okay, so next is the jungle companions as well. Uh, jungle companions or junglers with primal smite no longer take twenty percent less damage from epic monsters when two or more allies are nearby. Um, that used to happen, so uh, that's gone. The moss stomper shield is down early, up late. So it was sixty to two. Oh, actually, it's just up at all points. Sorry. Um, it was 60 to 281, levels 1 to 18. Now it is 180 to 300, levels 10 to 18. So if you manage to finish your jungle item before you hit level 10, then you have a much stronger shield than you would have before. Uh, they're also removing the tenacity and slow resistance that the Moss Stomper used to give you, which is a big reason why people took it. Um, the Gust Walker, the, so that those are the green ones there. That was what I was talking about. The blue one, Gust Walker movement speed while in a brush, uh, gained 45% move speed, decaying over two seconds. Um, and now it's while in a brush, gained 30% bonus move speed, decaying over two seconds. If you killed a large monster, it would increase the movement speed to 60% for two seconds. Now it's 45%. So they're taking away some move speed from every time you get it with Gust Walker. Um, and then before I have you comment on it, the last one, the Scorch Claw, is not getting uh, it's not getting nerfed at all, other than 
Smite will no longer trigger the slow and burn. It's attacks and spells of any sort will. So you could no, you can't smite or ignite them uh, anymore to cause it. But what do you think about these changes to the jungle pets? Um, I think that the... I want to say that they... Part of the change with no longer taking 20% less damage from epic monsters... I kind of like that, that they that used to be a thing, because then it kind of incentivizes you to have your laners help you do the dragon or the baron. But it also brings up the re like the value in your team of having an Olaf jungle and you know a Nunu, a Diana, a Warwick, someone that can kill jungle monsters, can kill a dragon early, yeah. or can do sustain against a baron longer that sort of stuff yeah but i don't know i guess overall as far as the pet uh changes i think that the green one will probably be the best still but that's just for i would say in general but i don't know I, to me now it's just they're kind of other than the shield like they're just a little underwhelming i guess in terms of their effect like I, they need to do something to the red one i think like else because yeah they do it's just not i think it should slow a lot yeah more. like it's just not many people take it i feel like i don't really take it that much or maybe make it a a point zero one second silence as well, like a Cassidy and Q. Yeah, or something like Red Smite used to be, where you get the little bit of damage reduction or something. I don't like literally anything. Yeah. Um, Unless you're playing like a Poke Mage in the jungle, or you're playing like AP Shaco, or uh, I don't know. There's barely anything you want. Like you can take it on AP Maokai as well, but. The utility of blue and green just far surpass that little bit of damage you're getting from red in almost every situation. Yeah, and I think they're the nerf to the blue one's pretty bad for anybody who. I still think it's pretty. Yeah, good. I think blue is still pretty good, but it's pretty hard, pretty rough nerf for it. I would say. It was yeah. So anyone who really defaulted to that one, especially, but. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. I don't, overall, I really don't, though, I don't like the uh, change with taking away the damage reduction you get from epic monsters, but... I like it just because Baron is way too squishy right or, right now, or it doesn't do enough damage, so same with dragons. They should be a lot tougher to kill than they are currently because of the payout that they give you and the whole team, so... I'm in favor of it. I would rather instead have the damage reduction still in place and buff the actual monsters themselves a lot more. But if they're going to do it this way, then okay. I don't like the approach, but I like the end result. Yeah. They uh. That's just my own personal thoughts did, on it. Didn't they buff the Baron? They are buffing Baron, yeah. Um, the base they health on it. are. Yeah, well, that's later. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that. 
Well, before we get to that, though, we do have normal camps that are getting buffed as well. So the health on them used to cap out at level 11 that they would get. Then on now it will scale up to level 18, so the camps will actually continue to get stronger post-level 11. They also are getting... Um, Raptors are getting more health at level 1. They're the only camp that's getting more health. They're getting 100 extra health. Uh, the Crimson Raptor is. Um they're trying to make they're, what they're doing is trying to slow down clears after your first clear because they're going to have more health throughout the game but the first clear is still supposed to be the same amount of time because around 3:30 3:15 is a sweet spot that riot wants to keep it where scuttle crab spawns right around the time a little bit after when you first finish your clear um and that's a healthy I'd, I'd agree with them that that's a healthy sort of balance so yeah i don't think i don't like this change though to make jungle uh easier to clear through, or harder to clear through, rather. I just think maybe increase the damage numbers, uh, especially early, would be better. Yeah, I feel like this is just, like, that's a little, I guess, counterintuitive too, right? Like, because you would think the more you clear the jungle, the easier it becomes in general to clear it. But now, like, the second clear feels def definitely noticeably... Uh, I feel like you're noticeably lower in general. Okay. In my opinion. But Yeah, I haven't played it on this patch, so I'd trust you. Um I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of this. I mean I I like the scaling aspect of it, but I think yep. along with everything else, it's just like I don't know, I don't want a PvE for 15 to 20 minutes <laughs> as a jungler. I think that they should do something that would reward... Because right now, they're disincentivizing people to power farm and incentivizing them to gank harder. That's what they're doing with all these changes so far. Um, if maybe every time you killed an ep a large monster... 10 seconds got knocked off the cooldown in between when you get those little biscuits to tune, to turn into your jungle pet, then it would reward you for actually choosing one style or another. Something like that would be cool to see. I don't know. I, I think gank, ganking is nerfed a little bit, though, too, because of the experience, lane experience change for junglers. Yeah, so they're nerfing it everywhere, but I think they're nerfing farming harder than ganking it's maybe okay maybe what i'm saying more is that higher econ junglers are going to be less good after this than low econ junglers yeah, so do definitely. more with less resources yep, I, for sure yeah along with some, so i guess a couple other changes have been made as well uh they give the actual numbers for health scaling the actual like health levels i'm not going to read through all of those but rift scuttle uh is getting changed so the actual scaling values of it are changing so now it's tankier later um, it gives more gold later and it gives more experience later but it's non-linear scaling so it's going to scale more slowly um Krug experience adjustments. The mini Krugs are giving later on, they're giving a little bit more uh, XP, like 1.6 extra XP they max out at. And then the medium Krug is uh, now giving one extra XP. So basically nothing. Um, 
Although the mini Krugs make it one. The regular Krug doesn't fucking mean anything because it's one of them. Um, yeah. And then since we're talking about sustain and, and damage in the jungle, monster attack damage and champion clear health is also changed. So monster attack damage formula has been changed. Um, this is a lot of numbers, but it's they do actually less damage, slightly less damage throughout the game. Uh, but they start and end at the same points. Sustain in the jungle, the health restored upon large monster kill used to be 30 to 166, up to 2.25 times based on missing health. Now it is 12% missing health always. It's not a flat number, it's just a percent of your missing health. And then mana restored, it used to be some numbers, now it is 20% missing mana as well. The missing mana doesn't matter that much, uh, unless you're playing like Taric jungle, I guess. But yeah, um... So they're changing the health in the jungle and mana there. Um, I guess the last bit of jungle, then we'll talk about the rest of these all, is uh, anti-poaching adjustments. So jungle item bonus damage to non-epic monsters was 20%. Now it is 42%. Large monster armor and MR was 20. Now it's 42. And small monster armor and MR was 0. Now it's 20. So they're tankier, but you do considerably more bonus damage to non-epic monsters. And then lane minion experience adjustment for junglers. So uh, minion experience penalty disable was 1.1 levels behind the game average. Now it is 1.5 levels behind the game average. The minion experience received was 40 to 75% at minutes 0 through 14, then 100%. And now it is 30 to 100% at minutes 0 through t uh, 20. And then... Um, a bug fix, minion XP penalty is no longer locked in whenever jungle item is finished. Oh, yikes. Yeah, that was... I did not know that yeah, was a thing. What pretty, the fuck? pretty messed up, honestly, I, I think. Did you know that was a I thing before right that's now? that's pretty bad. Wow. That, uh, it's like almost punishing you for doing well. <laughs> Yeah, because if you finish before, so okay, we went yeah. through the oh so, sorry, I was just gonna say we went through the lane minion stuff and then the anti poaching and the health and damage stuff all at once. So go ahead and tell me what you think is significant about this and if there or if there is anything significant here. Uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, that the bug fix. I mean, that's so like for example, if you finish your <clears throat> your jungle item before fourteen minutes, it used to be the minion experience you would get as like with the jungle item was 40 to 75%. So it would lock that in when you finish your, so you would never get a hundred percent of the minion experience after that. If you locked it in at the lower amount, which I think is just wild. Oh, so still like how long was that? Is that game? how that was working? My, my understanding of reading it was, you know how, when you can get like monster hunter debuff, when you farm too many lane minions and you get reduced gold and XP yeah. from them. That's what I was understanding that this penalty was locked in. Just the experience part of it, not the gold part. I don't know. I think it's... Are you talking about the bug fix portion of it? Yeah, the bug fix. Yeah, I'm just not under... I'm, I'm going to so look like it up in the before, let's say, wiki to let's see... Let's say you were at yeah. uh, minute 14 before, right? You were getting 75% mm -hmm. of the experience from lane minions if you finished your jungle item 
for the rest of the game, it would lock you in at 75% minion experience instead of 100 that it's supposed to change to. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty bad. So you just get less experience in general from lane minions, so you can, like, never... Side laning and pushing waves feels way worse. Would feel way worse wow. in theory. Right, so... <clears throat> I don't know, now that they're nerfing it even more and scaling it to 20 minutes, like... Yeah, I thought before it was obviously really strong to... just be able to go into lane, just push three waves with your laner and then the enemy jungler who full clears is like behind but I think this is it might be a little bit too much in terms of the time because waiting 20 minutes to get full experience from lane minions seems pretty pretty rough to me because like for a lot yeah. of like so for example for a champion like graves or something I mean, the, over time, I think that that could be significant, right? Because, I mean, especially if you, like, if your laner dies or something, you know, it wasn't as bad before because you can just get the gold and the experience. You're getting a decent bit of the experience, but now it's, like, just so much less. You're just getting so much less value from it. So, I don't yeah. know. that. Uh, I think that just feels bad in combination with, in general, after your first clear, the jungle being harder to clear, and sustain being less. Um, and the monsters, you know, doing just—I don't know. That's just—I think it just takes away options, and you just spend more time farming in general. But I guess the other thing that's significant to me is the jungle companion scaling with. Uh, now it's um, with your bonus uh, resists. It gives you more. So like it used to be ten percent. Now it's twenty percent. So I think for like Ramus, Sejuani, like that's pretty pretty significant for their clear. So I think this that makes tank tank junglers some of their clears a little a good bit better. Because I know with Ramus yeah. too, that on this change, they had to, like, tone back something specifically on Ramus because his clear was absolutely insane with this change. Because it made his jungle clear so Pro fast, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it's because all of them are doing more damage, so he's reflecting it back to yes. them. Yes, yeah, that, yep, that's part of it. And the... Because, I mean, he just builds armor, right? So, you're getting... Uh, double the amount of benefit from the armor now because it used to be 10% bonus armor now it's 20% 10% MR now it's 20% MR on the companion damage so and you're healing for that yeah. amount as well so yeah that's kind of what sticks out to me most uh, and I guess in terms of like the change where it was like you had to have two allies around to get the reduced damage, like they somewhat compensated, I guess, for that with the jungle item bonus damage to um like, I guess they made it harder for laners to take camps in general as well, so 
Yeah, except for the slew of non-junglers that have bonus damage, monster damage. Yeah. Mostly top laners, but yeah. But I don't know. Overall, I'm not. I don't. I don't like most I of these changes. Either. Yeah. Same. It's fun. Like I'm okay with them changing the jungle if there's fundamental issues with it. But I think jungle is actually quite healthy right now. You could maybe tamp down some of the experience if you want. But like all of these changes all coming at once while we're still in the middle of a ranked season seems a bit much. Yeah, I agree. That's that's kind of my thoughts on it. It just makes it. It's okay. just a little strange, like you're saying, to just have all these changes at once at this point in time. Because now it's like everyone's having to switch gears a little bit and figure this out. Yeah. Okay, well, that's the end of the jungle stuff. We have some... Starter items. I don't know why yeah. they organize it this way, but starter items. Back to items again. So now you can only buy one Doran's item at once. You can no longer buy double of any of the individual Doran's, or you can no longer get any, or all three. I can do these. Um, or some of these. Yeah, sure, go ahead. So, Doran's Blade, the AD is increased 8 to 10, and the health 80 to 100. Doran's Ring, AP is going from 15 to 18, and the health 70 to 90. Doran's Shield, health is going from 80 to 110. And then the re the regen that you get on Doran's Shield, it used to be 0 to 40 over 8 seconds. Now it's 0 to 45 over 8 seconds. Um, Dark Steel. It's just giving it 10 health, 40 to 50 health. Um, Relic Shield is getting ability powers going from 5 to 7, health from 30 to 50. Steel Shoulder Guards, AD 3 to 4, and the health 30 to 50, and then Spectral Sickle. AD is going from 5 to 6, health 10 to 25. Spelt Deep Sage, AP 8 to 10, and then health 10 to 25. So, a lot of. Uh, I just think it's funny, too, that, like, uh, seems like this kind of thing happens a good bit where uh, I've been watching in the last couple days since the patch <laughs> some junglers, if they don't have enough for, like, their major component. I have seen them just go Doran's Blade or Doran's Ring. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. So I think that it's funny that like their reason for doing this they're saying here is uh, they'd like to lower the power of early ganks a little bit um, by buffing non-jungle starting items and it's like well, junglers can just take this as a first base if they don't have anything else good to buy. Like, if you can't afford... Yeah, yeah. I mean, but they should just make it so if you have a jungle item, you can't, can't purchase a Doran's item if they want to stop that, which I'm sure is going to come down the pipe pretty soon. I mean, it's just nice for AD carries, too, like with the Doran's Blade. I think it makes it a more attractive option. Also, Doran's Shield felt kind of underwhelming in a lot of matchups yeah. too so this actually helps yeah, that nice. too Doran's ring is always nice it's a little more health than AP Dark Seal I mean I think it's a really small change 10 more health and then a little bit of changes to some of the support items like I don't really understand the support I would not have changed Dark Seal yeah I also don't understand the support item change I mean 
they're already, I guess, pretty early. It's not great, but still, I mean, let's see. I don't think there's a reason now in in matchups where, or if you're playing a champion where you could go either the Relic Shield slash Shoulder Guards or Spectral Sickle slash Spell Thief's Edge. So I'm thinking like Renata can go either way, depending on how you want to play it. Uh, so can Senna. Well, I guess Senna's almost always Spectral yeah. Sickle, but like Nami can go some other. Or there's a lot of champions that can go either way, depending on how you want to play them. You should basically always be taking the Relic Shield and Shoulder Guards now because they give you even more health, so you're even tankier. And you get a little bit more AD and AP. That doesn't really... Like, 2 AP, though, and 1 AD doesn't matter at all. But that you also still have the pushing power of those uh, ones where Spectral Sickle and Spell Thieves, you don't have extra pushing power at all. And that's, like, the executes that you have on the minions. So I would say just try to... I mean, they're not as fun sometimes as, you know, Spell Thief stacking or Spectral Sickle stacking, but I think they're just far... They're getting buffed far more. Yeah. I think it's an interesting change, but I like the D-Blade change. Ready to yeah, I like the Doran's item changes. They're, I don't I don't think that they're necessary, I'll say, because I know that really the impetus for this is not... I've heard like uh, some people at Worlds talk about this um, and then some other content creators. It doesn't seem like this... It's really the reason is early ganks. Because what, if a Jarvan gets on uh, Syndra, is 20 health on Doran's Ring going to save you? No, it's not. You're still going to either be dead, either, like, 20 health is not going to change the outcome of that at all. If it's, like, 50, yeah, it might. But 20 is not going to change that at all. Um, but it's because Cull is now becoming a, a, almost a default in a lot of different lanes where people are picking it up now. And they don't like that. They want it to be a lot more risky relative to the Doran's items. I think the cold thing makes sense to me. It's just like it feels like in general this feels like a band-aid fix for yep. a larger, more complicated problem. Yeah, agreed. And yeah, overall pretty small changes, especially some of the support ones, but yeah, I guess that's just my thought on it. Um mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting way to approach it, but yeah, yeah. it depends if they're actually telling the truth about why they're trying to do it. Because if they're telling the truth about their reasoning, then I don't think it makes any sense at all. If they want it to be, you know, in relation to Cull, then I make, think this makes a lot of sense yeah. for what they're trying yeah. to do. But don't buff Dark Seal. It should still be super risky. I don't think the support items needed buffs either. Or if they do, wait and, like, support's one of the strongest, if not the strongest role in the game. Yeah. Wait until preseason, so, and then now. evaluate what, whatever else is going to happen. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Um, so we have some, okay, runes, even though they split it up again. Uh, water walking is being uh, buffed. So, kind of. Well, the movement speed is down from 25 to 10 that you get while being in the river. But you're now getting, instead of 5 to 30 adaptive force based on level, you're getting 13 to 30. So you're a lot stronger, but you're, well, not a lot stronger. You're a bit stronger, but you have a lot less move speed. So um, realistically, this is probably a nerf for what you're doing or what you're taking water walking for. Um, and then also, I'll go through the other runes and then we'll chat about them. So uh, Conqueror, the attack damage per stack was 1.2 to 2.7 based on level. 
now it or bonus AD, now it is 1.08 to 2.4. So slight nerf on the AD. The AP per stack is also down. The I'm just gonna stop reading the numbers because a lot of them. Um, the AD at maximum stacks is down, as is the AP at max stacks. Uh, not by much, but by a bit. Lethal tempo is now weaker both in melee and ranged forms. Um, electrocute is actually buffed in flat damage, but the ratios are significantly down. So this rune is going to scale way, way less. Uh, Dark harvest, the ratios are down, but the base is up. Um, so again, it's going to scale less. Arcane Comet. The ratios are down, but the base is up. This is basically a theme here. Uh, Airy. <laughs> base up. Yes, Airy is getting the same thing. Uh, true, first Strike is giving you 1% less bonus true damage. No change to the gold output or anything else like that. Fleet Footwork. Base heal up. The movement speed is unchanged for this. Base heal up, though, and the ratios are down. Taste of Blood. Same thing. Base up, heals down. PTA. Uh... You, the exposed damage was 8 to 12%, I'm assuming, based linearly on level. Now it is 8% at all times. So eight, press the attack never gets any stronger than it does from level 1. But those are all the runes. Um, I don't understand why do any of this. Like These runes don't seem like... Runes are weak in general. Maybe First Strike, they don't change, they don't change the true damage. They change the gold. The gold is the problem with First Strike. Yeah... It's just like weird what are they changes doing? to me, honestly. And yeah. I guess I understand where. I guess they just want to reduce the amount of impact rune scaling has on the game and make it more about champion kit. But I don't know. At this point, runes are so integral to part of the game. Uh, well, but also, when is Electrocute doing a shitload of damage in relate? Like, if you're dying from a Mage Burst or an Assassin Burst, you're not dying because Electrocute. You're dying because they have a lot of items and, lev and, and levels into their abilities. So the Electrocute is not, yeah, it's helping, but it's not what's, the, you know, the camel breaking the straw's back. Same with Dark Harvest or something. If they want to, like, make runes weaker... Make them weaker early or across the board or something. Like, Comet is a strong early game rune. It's not strong late. Airy is an early game rune. Um, it's not that strong late. Lethal Tempo and Conqueror are strong all the time. So, like, if they want to nerf those, that's fair. Fleet Footwork is kind of trash. Taste of Blood is trash. <laughs> TA is situational. Like, I don't... I, this doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, same. On hardly any Yeah, also... Lethal Tempo and Conqueror, those ones I'm fine with. That makes some sense. Yeah, also it's just like, uh, kind of like you were saying, some of these runes are like better early. So the base damage is nice for that, but then the ones that aren't great early, like they're just going to be, this, it's, it's, they're going to be pretty bad, I think. You know, just, I don't know. This is just a weird change. What I would have liked to have seen is instead of changing all these runes, touch up on some of the runes that are way more niche and make them more attractive, like, or just change them. So, like, Glacial, Glacial Augment, augment uh, 
nullifying orb. Like, shit that no one builds anymore. It's just incredibly so niche. Um, I don't know. That would just be more interesting to me. Hexflash. I think Halo Blades could be better. I think Predator could be better. Halo Blades, I think, is meta-related, yeah. though. I don't think it's so much the actual rune. I don't know. But Predator is Taste terrible. Taste trash for so yes. long. Uh, and people still yep. take it all the time. I never take it. It's so bad. Demolish, I think, should be nerfed, in my opinion. Demolish does needs to be uh, nerfed, yes. Like That's kind of the direction I would have liked Font of seen. Life needs a buff, though. Yeah, I mean, we could keep going. I, I would agree with you, though. like to have seen them address those things before doing something like this. I mean, the damage, yeah. yeah like you were saying, too, it's like... The damage for someone who's got three items, like a three-item talent who's ten and zero, like he's still got a one. Is that one percent <laughs> bonus true damage nerf gonna yeah, save you? No. You, like, yeah, I, I just think this doesn't really make sense to me. But that's just also, my I think. What they're doing with Airy is probably a buff, realistically, because, uh, you know, Airy is not a damage rune. It's not generally being taken for damage, unless you're playing like Teemo or, I don't know, anyone else that can poke really easily and consistently and a lot um, against a target that can't deal with the poke. Unless, otherwise, unless you're playing like a Soraka or a Lulu or someone that's a support and it's going to heal and shield a lot. Then you take Airy in that case, and your shield and heals are not the shield that Airy's doing is not actually tied that much to your AP or bonus AD. Although I don't think there's any AD shielders in the game that I can think of that shield allies. Um, I guess maybe if you're playing like AD support Lee Sin, but uh, it's tied to the support items which give inherent additional shield and heal power. And since this now has higher base values. Airy just got objectively better for someone built. I think so. I bet the math would play out that way. It just got better for someone building, um, you know, Moonstone, Redemption, you know, any like all the ones that give you additional uh, shield and healed power. I think Airy just got better from all this. Yeah, I guess also as a side note, like their main since their main intention is. To with this, all the rune adjustments is to reduce snowballing with a secondary goal of to reduce the amount of damage in league. Like, to me, that just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because if you're trying to reduce the amount of damage in league, like, this is just not it in my eye. Like, that doesn't... And if they're going to do it, they say they have, they've referenced it a couple times, that there's other item changes coming. Then hold all of this until the items come out and then do it all at once yeah. rather than pseudo-fundamentally changing everything for the last month yeah. of Ranked. Yeah, and also I think that it's just like what will happen because of that, and this is just my gut feeling, is that like you're saying – if it were me, I would have waited until they make these item changes. Because now I think they're just got to go back and change all this, this shit again. Because it's will. Just like, like after all the, items the land, most popular rune options. Yep. All of these. So, 
Yeah, the only one that realistically, if they're trying to slow down snowballing, they should have just nerfed Demolish. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand or how... Or make Demolish not work, on t not work on turrets that have turret plates. Or something yeah, I don't like know. that. I don't understand how all of these get changed and then Demolish doesn't get changed. So that's, I guess, like another Yeah, no, I mean, no green runes got changed at all. And some of the green runes are good. Like, okay, Grasp is okay, but some of those green and are actually quite good. But they're probably not nerfing those because they provide durability and they're saying they're trying to increase, uh, you know, decrease the damage in the game relatively. So, yeah, I just, I think a lot of these just, I really don't understand this, truly. But that's mostly the theme of the patch is where like what is happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what jungler hurt you? Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so that's the end of the champion item, rune, dragon, jungle changes, summoner spell. Now we just have a couple extra things. I mean clashes back with world's clash, but um ping adjustments, so uh They've removed the bait ping, which was being used in an extremely toxic manner. It is now being replaced with the enemy vision ping, which I have bound to T on my keyboard. Uh, and the hold ping, like hold the lane, has been replaced with needs vision. I don't know anyone that ever used hold when they meant hold. It's usually I would accidentally ping it when I'm trying to ping on the way, and I let go of alt too late was why it would happen for me. Um, also, for 10 seconds after getting a champion takedown, all allies scoreboard pings directed at your champion are visible to the team. And then allies scoreboard pings are now sent to your pre-made party instead of being self-only. So this is fine. I, I don't know. They still need to reverse that entirely, I think, to make it team-wide. Um, yeah. I think, you know. and then the other thing with the behavioral system, so from the change for like rank restriction last patch... So, like, where they would make you play a certain amount of non-ranked game mode, five. Uh, now they're making it so that ARAM and the rotating event does not count towards the ranked restriction penalty. Because they were, I saw some, some, like, League News person talked about it where you'd have these people that are just, like, have behaving terribly in ranked and then they're just going they have to play five non-ranked games so they just run it down in a ram to try to end the game as quickly as possible i, I saw a yeah. thing where uh someone literally had 42 deaths in an a ram zero 42 in like two. Oh my god because like doing that so I think that was good that they that's so that's so toxic yeah it's Jesus crazy that, that has to be a thing that we have to do i guess but it's good that they changed that because i think aram for the most part was probably the least toxic game mode so yeah aram still is the yeah. least toxic game mode. even the the rotating game hoods are even yeah, more toxic especially Earth, in my opinion but that's a, another discussion but yeah, I mean, that's good that they did that. And then same with the ping adjustments. I mean, just like fixing stuff that people are abusing in a negative way. Yep. Yep, 100%. Um, they're also moving around the mythic shop rotation. 
Uh, and there was one bug fix that I thought was worth bringing up. So fixed a bug that caused Kraken Slayer and Stormraiser to ignore Shen's W Spirit Refuge. So that's where he is immune to all auto and on auto attacks and on hit effects at all while he's in that little area or any ally. And those would bypass that. So I'm glad that they found that and fixed that. Yeah, then there was like some hotfix that they did too on um, like Trinomir. Because his E hitbox was really fucked up. Yeah, it is pretty fucked up. Like, I know where it is because I play Trindomir, but it definitely looks really weird. You have to learn they, where it is. I think they, yeah, they already fixed that though. Because his, just from that, his win rate went from 52 to 42%. And now it's. Wait, yes. what? Now he's back up to like almost 50%. Because they fixed it, but his E hitbox was so bad. Like you had to, it had to be on the center of it. Oh, so they bug fixed and changed it and yes. fucked it up, and then now, and then they they hot yes. fixed and refixed it yeah. back. Okay, so that's why his win rate is so yeah, far. He was down. the best. He has a forty nine. Like before that was a problem, and then he went to four. Like it was a nine and a half percent decrease or something like that in his win rate. Oh like, my it just god! Gutted him. <laughs> I thought that was just one note. Damn, and that's a, that's yeah. the point. Yeah, that's the point where you get the coders in a room and are like, okay, comb through this, and what are the differences in Trindamir's kit, these two, because we did not change him. Ooh. So some spaghetti. Shit, there's one, one other thing that they did that uh, isn't directly on here, but I actually experienced was a. Uh, it was yesterday. Playing a normal okay. game, right? The. Mm -hmm. Map changed to uh, it was an infernal soul map, so yep. like, uh, like you know how it changes the walls at the buffs, right? Fire, There's yeah, no and way less walls there, right? I'm playing Rengar. Yes. The it the map was actually like the old map though, but it was it looked like the elemental map or the uh, infernal map, but as far as but the walls, the walls were still there, including the. With Rengar, I could jump where the bushes were from, and they were just invisible. Oh, fuck. They were just invisible there. And then also where, because, you know how on the regular map, it's the buff, especially on, uh, like, if you're red side on the top and you're at your red buff, you know how it, like, curls around yep. there? And then normally on the Infernal Drake, you know, it's just all open. Like, you couldn't walk through that mm -hmm. terrain part. It was like, it was literally the, it, oh, and it was invisible. Whoa. So it... It was really fucked up. It was the most fucked up I've ever seen the map in a game on Summoner's Roof. I'm guessing all chat, everyone was like, what yeah, the fuck is I happening? Yeah, I mean, it was just fucked up. I mean, it, it was... It played like the pre-soul change, but it looked like... The, the map looked like, the, you know, whatever the soul was, the infernal soul. And it was invisible. Wow. <laughs> like the terrain. It was just... So That's messed insane. up, and then it was like oh a game later. We had to all patch our clients because they fixed it. But that was—I've never experienced anything like that before. That was so bad. It was yeah. so bad. It was so weird when I jumped. When I figured it out with Rengar, when I was like, "I'm jumping from nothing <laughs> right now. Why? Why is this happening?" Yeah, that's insane. Several times, like, someone died because they thought it was open, 
at the buff area, but the terrain was acting like mm-hmm. it was still there, so you like couldn't click there. If that make if that makes sense. Oh geez. Yeah, so it killed you because of the fucking the auto uh, pathing. Like it would just it was it was so messed up. I it was I couldn't believe it. Wow. Well, I haven't experienced that, and I hopefully I never will. That sounded all. That sounds awful. Not fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, this has been pretty long, so I guess we'll wrap it up here. But uh, yeah, I'm actually looking, and I can buy the Worlds Pass now. Finally, after Worlds has started. Fun. Also, the skins that are coming out this patch, pretty cool. Check them out. The Nila one looks amazing. So. Yeah, but, uh, okay, well, let's wrap it up here. So we have community nights every Tuesday uh, starting at 7.15 Eastern time and running for several hours, community games and everything like that. Also, since Nexus Blitz is coming out in a couple weeks, um, we'll talk, and John, and we'll try and figure out if we can do a tournament sometime in November. Uh, yeah. But also, we'll probably be running some Nexus Blitz customs, which should be really, really, yeah, really I fun. Yeah, I love Nexus Blitz. Um, same. It's so cool. Also, we uh, have a Patreon, so please check that out and support us if you like the content that we put together and it helps keep the lights on and causes us to not have to pay out of pocket to keep everything running. Um, Lastly, if you have any feedback for us, please leave it in the feedback thread of our Discord server. Our Discord server is posted on our website, which is trinityforcepodcast.com, I believe. I sometimes get this. Trinityforcenetwork.com. Apologies, trinityforcenetwork.com. You can also email us any feedback to questions at trinityforcenetwork.com. So that is our the end of our episode here. This has been episode 827. Wow, we're really getting up there. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found on Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided. provided.